me give you key point number one, and then we're going to unpack for Isaiah chapter 6. Key point number one is this. Isaiah sees that the Lord is sitting on his majestic throne. Let's look. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. It's fascinating to me that these seraphim, which are described here and again in Revelation, their whole purpose for all of eternity is to do nothing but declare, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. I mean, they're continually proclaiming his holiness. After decades of ruling on the throne in Judah, King Uzziah, from what we've just read, is now dead. I mean, think about that. He's been, he, has been, he has been ruling for decades. And what we see right here at the beginning of chapter 6 is now he's no longer ruling. Now, why is that significant? It's significant because Uzziah is one of the few kings that's described as someone who was actually doing God's will. I mean, most of the kings, whether the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom, weren't that great. They were corrupt. And Uzziah was at least, you know, at least up until his death, was making good decisions. And then, you know, he didn't end well. And I can imagine, I can imagine Isaiah's frustration. It's easy for us to look to the world and see the decline. Isaiah could have remained, hear me on this, Isaiah could have remained politically focused. He could have looked to King Uzziah and he could have began with, oh Lord, send us another king. Send us someone like Uzziah. Send us someone better. He could, have, he could have started praying and could have stayed politically focused. But instead, his focus quickly shifted, doesn't it? Instead of being focused on the king who had just passed, his focus says the king, this is the year the king Uzziah died. He's dead. But in that year, I saw the Lord. In that year, I saw him on his throne. He was high and lifted up. He could have kept his eye on the king or some other earthly king, but he didn't do that. He stayed, shifted his focus, and focused upon the Lord. You know, I enjoy watching political news. Cheryl does not. Uh, Cheryl's like, please change it to something else. And I enjoy watching it. I enjoy watching political debates. I enjoy those things. And I even believe that it's important for Christians to know and to vote issues that are important to our faith. I think it's, it's, it's 
our civic duty to not withdraw from politics. We are to render to Caesar what is Caesar's. We are called to seek and represent the kingdom of God within the kingdoms of men. And we do that so long as we have dual citizenship. However, my hope is not in the governments of men. It's just not. Do I enjoy watching it? Yes. Does it frustrate me? Yes. <laughs> but when I turn it off, I want to shift my focus. Say, so you know what? I'm so thankful that I see one that is sitting on his throne, and he was even sitting on that same throne back when King Uzziah died. You know what it tells me? The kingdoms of men come and go, the leaders come and go, and the Lord continues to stay on his throne. My primary allegiance is to God's will, his way, his plans, his glory. Now let me tell you, I love our country, and I love how we're structured. And you may not even be aware of this, but let me share with you a scripture passage, again, from Isaiah. We're trying to do this, look at, looking at Isaiah and getting this big picture. Let me share with you Isaiah. And it should sound familiar to you. We'll unpack it really quick before we jump, jump into key point two. Isaiah 33, verse 22. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king. He will save us. Let me say it again. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Now, let me tell you the significance of that. Because our founding fathers saw significance in it. The Lord is our judge. He is our Supreme Court. He is our judicial system. There is no higher person that we can appeal to than God's word and himself. He is it. Jesus is our judge. In the kingdom of God, he is our judicial system. Okay? So kingdoms of men, do we have that? Yes, America was founded upon this very idea. But you know what? It's still faulty. Why? Because it's led by people. But in the kingdom of God, Jesus says, I will be your judge. I will be your judicial system. I will be your supreme court. Then look at the next one. The Lord is our lawgiver. Those of you who are paying attention in civics class know what? This is the legislative branch, right? This is Congress. This is the House and Senate. The ones that make the laws. That's the kingdom of men. But the kingdom of God, Jesus says, listen, not only am I the Supreme Court in the kingdom of God, he said, I'm your Congress. I'm your, I am the one that makes the laws. I'm the one that declares that I'm the judge and I'm the lawgiver. And what was the third one? The Lord is our king, the executive branch. He's all three. He is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. And then what does the, how does verse 22 end? He will save us. The reason that we have a tendency, our secular society 
looks to government because is because of this reason. We see something within the system that is good. We see something and go, you know what? It's right to have a have a a legislative a legislative system. It's something right about having a judicial system. There's something right about having an executive system. And we have set up the, to the best of our ability a kingdom that reflects that. But the kingdom of God is greater than the kingdoms of men. That's why I don't put my hope in our judicial and legislative and executive branches. Because Jesus, in his kingdom, is all of us. And he is not corrupt.